Welcome back to your favorite convention-related podcast, Conjob. This week, Alexa and I, yes, Alexa and I, she's back, uh, we're going to be doing a long pod. We have a bunch of different topics that are going to be ranging anywhere from uh, we get into her version of New York, we talk about location of your booth, uh, we talk about the little square mishap that happened uh, this past weekend, we talk about some theft, so uh, we run the gamut on this one. So hope you guys enjoy it and uh, strap yourself in because it's going to be a little while. Without further ado, I would like to introduce a new co-host to the show. Oh, wait, who am I kidding? She's back. Alexa, you're alive. I'm alive. I have voices. And Ryan actually uh, sent me the link this time. <sighs> well, I sent it, but it didn't go through till like the next day. But Well, you know, yeah, that was kind of crazy. So yeah. Ryan sends me the link to, uh, to, to do the recording, and all of a sudden, I don't get it. And I'm like, I sent him the message. I was like, uh, yeah, I didn't get this until now. <laughs> but we've, so. missed, we've missed you. It's just of hard. course you have. I'm the personality of this show. What are you talking about? I can't. It's hard. You know, I'm very good at being eye candy on a show where it's uh, audio only. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's tough for you, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, hello. We got, a, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Oh my gosh, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Lots of lots of holy cow stuff. I'm getting myself a. Uh, a, a glass of watermelon juice to uh, to wet my whistle for this entire show. Wow! Yeah, a little whistle wet in here. You heard That's it right. You, you you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> so what what do you want to talk about? So let's get. I mean, we're enough of, we're far enough away from it. Let's talk about your New York. Um, your review. Yeah, you know, I I had a much different version of New York than you did. Um, so it was, uh, I think my New York, my experience was based on a couple of things, which we'll get into. Um, but it was definitely in New York. Um, I ended up had some issues with some help, got, uh, got there a little late, um, cause we had some helpers not show up, but we get in, I get there and it was funny because I think this is how I'm going to do New York from now on. Um, you know, I heard Tuesday was just for a lack of a better word, a shit show during load in. Um, I'm not, bleeping, it, you know, what's that? I'm not bleeping that out. Just so no, you know. no, no, no. <laughs> um, so Wednesday later on in the day, and the guy, the guy recognizes me because of like, I've got a big cow skull in the, uh, in the front of the truck and everybody always remembers the truck because of that. So he's like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? And he's talking to me and he's like, he's like, you got here like literally the right time. He goes, I remember last year you were here for like nine hours. And I was like, Holy crap, dude, you're good. And, uh, I was like, yeah. He's like, well, you're the first one. Uh, you're the first one in line. So once I take another uh, group of cars up, you're going straight up. So I waited for like 15 minutes before I had to go up. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. That like, I, I was like, oh, this is a good sign. This is awesome. So <laughs> you know, I get uh, uh, my helper for New York was there. Um, she's from New York. Went up to see family. She lives here in Orlando. Um, she was there. She came up with me. We got the truck unloaded, banged out in probably 20 minutes and ended up, uh, um, get, you know, getting stuff over to the truck. Willie was not a very happy camper cause he'd been in the, uh, he'd, he'd been riding for a full 20 hours. Um, it was not happy, but, uh, um, no, he goes outside. We, uh, we start setting up. And I notice as I'm doing my, like the front of the booth, the booth isn't 20 feet. Oh, so oh yeah. A little short now that you mention that. I just rolled with it. Uh, I couldn't because I was a full two feet short. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I was not a happy camper. So I'm like, 
this is not good. So then I, I started like, I, I thought that I was crazy because I was rolling out into the, you know, the aisle. My space was not the best. I was in the back corner of the room. If you're looking at the entrance in the back left corner and, and I was, uh, facing the back wall. So, you know, I'm on this back aisle that already looks narrow to me as it is. And then I'm like, Oh God, I've got to go into this aisle because I'm two feet short. Um, because I'm not, I'm not giving them a free two feet. Like I pay enough for the booth as it is. We pay a lot of money for those two feet. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not giving up 20 square feet of booth space. Like, come on now. So I reclaim my space and I notice how narrow that back aisle really was. Um, it was barely seven feet wide. Oh, really? And then in uh, it was feet, so it was like five feet wide. Well, let me let me back that up. The when when I didn't have the the two feet into my booth, um, it was barely nine. It was not ten feet. Um, we confirmed that with a tape measure, and then when I reclaimed the two feet, that apparently everybody else did too. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Nine became four real quick. Nine became, well, nine became seven. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And like, you could see it. Everybody straight down the aisle did the exact same thing because they all realized it. Yeah. Um, So that made that aisle really tight. Now here's the problem. Who's to blame here? Is it the vendors reclaiming their space that they paid for? Or is it read pop and the decorator, giving so much room to those industry industry people at the front of the room that they just didn't care about the back row. Hmm. I, I got to tell you it's it's read pop. Like So how much is read pop is ha- is is setting up the, the the actual hall though? Well, read pop's not setting up the hall, but if they operate like any other company they are walking the floor and making sure that things look right. But I mean, two feet, let's be honest, two feet, you're not going to notice, especially when there's just tape on the ground. You're not seeing, well, tape. you know, it's, if you saw tables, you'd be like, wow, this feels kind of stuffy. But if it's just tape on the ground for New York and then, you know, wouldn't that not necessarily stand out as well as much? It's not going to stand out as much, but why was the decision made to short a, like booths? versus the aisle like somebody has to make that conscious decision you're right right no what i'm saying is maybe it's not necessarily read pop maybe the the decorator's like oh, okay we're, we're all set up and then read pop just walks around and goes okay this looks good like well no, tape measure you know what i'm saying they're aware of it though from what i understand the back aisles are always an issue with sizing huh. so I, I could be wrong. I, I I could have been misinformed, but it's one of those things where they they have to start listening to the vendors when the vendors tell them things are wrong because they don't, and we all we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know it has been a a long long going thing with them not really listening, just hearing. Um. So, I mean, it is what it is at that point, you know, I'm, uh, I, I got my booth set up. Um, I got lights on, like I had the on, I think it was, no, we did get it going on, on Thursday. Um, I tried out new, new menu board styles for, uh, for the booth. Um, I did, uh, I did televisions at the booth, tons of them. Um, but they were they were flashing pricing because that's one of the things that people always ask is how much is this so, stuff? On a side note, when you flash the when you have the pricing up there, does that cure everybody asking, or do they still just? Ask? Oh God, no. Yeah. Okay. It, <laughs> that's what it, I it, you know, and I, but you can have funny. a sign that says, "Hey, you can have a, a, a loudspeaker that goes, everything's fifty dollars," and the first person will be like, "Hey, how much are these?" Oh, all the time, and <laughs> yeah. I. 
one of our friends. Sure I'm not alone on that. No, no. One of our friends is always on me about, you know, why don't you have signs at the booth? And, you know, I, I always say because nobody reads them. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. You know, even if I had them, people wouldn't read them. Um, so, you know, first day, Thursday um, for me was, well, all days were disappointing. Let me, let me first say that. Um for all days were disappointing. Thursday, um, down about 20%. Transactions were down about uh, probably about 15. Um, but average sale was down. Uh, Friday was a virtual clone of Thursday. Um, Saturday, we were off about 30%. And Sunday, Sunday last year, I had a fantastically strong Sunday. Oh. You're not allowed to say it that way on this show. You have to say Sunday was. Uh, no, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> a, a day in which you walked with a limp. Okay, got it. Uh, yeah. Um, no, Sunday last year was awesome. And Sunday this year was just oh. mediocre. Nice. I think I was probably off another 30 to 35%. Um, transactions on Sunday were higher than last year, but it was almost entirely nothing but single items on Sunday. It was the the craziest thing. I think I paid more in transaction like card transaction fees than uh, than oh. I did any other day. It felt like okay. So um and uh, oddly enough sales for Thursday, Friday, Sunday were very similar dollar wise. Um, Saturday was my big day. The The thing that I took note of is that by time people got to me, they were either exhausted because they came from the opposite direction. They started in like the 4,000s or whatever the, the high number is. Um, yeah. Or they had walked back around and found me again because they started in the 1,000s and I was 1,200. Um, they started really early, decided they didn't want to walk around with glass and then decided they didn't want to carry it with them because they were exhausted. Hey, do you, uh, do you, when people say stuff like, oh, I don't want to carry it, do you offer to hold it for them? No, because I never have room. Um, and there, there's, yeah. there's a couple of things behind that too. Yeah. Um, no, you do have I, stuff back there. I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't offer to hold things for people because this year, a customer that has shopped with me since 21 when I started doing New York came by and she's like, Hey, um, I'm, I, I want to do the, the, you know, the four for deal. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so she picks out three of her glasses and she's like, I'll be back tomorrow with my friend to pick out the fourth. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, me, you know, you've been here you've, you've bought from me multiple times. So, you know, I'm not even going to, not even going to say anything about, Hey, give me your phone number so I can call you. Um, you know, so you don't forget this was Friday, Sunday rolls around and she still hasn't been back to pick up her stuff. And I'm like, what, what the hell? Sounds like a donation, right? Well, Sunday rolls in and nothing. Okay. <clears throat> I don't, uh, I don't hear from her. We were loading out nothing Tuesday. I got a notification that a customer did a chargeback. Uh, that sucks. And it was her. Like I, I recognize it because I recognized the date and the name. Like I was pissed. So like, I don't, and now I'm going to have to pay a chargeback fee because oh, involved with that too i didn't know that oh. yeah so i'm okay. i don't i don't offer that anymore and i i say it all the time because of that right there that's happened multiple times right. so as much as i would like to offer that to people um you know it might be one of those things where it's like we can offer it I can only do 10, you know, 10 to 12 at a time and they all go in a tote that's, uh, you know, that's underneath the table, but that's probably going to change as well because the booth layout 
is changing for big shows next year. So we can talk about that later on. Ow! Later on today, Uh-oh. I literally just stepped on something terrible. Um, <laughs> as long as it wasn't Willie, we're all happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> uh, we are in the process of uh, of moving. So, of course, we've got uh, stuff all over the apartment. Legos just laying around. Yep. (laughs) So then let's get your final, your final, uh, because I want to get into a short topic related to the, to this. Let's kind of. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Let's, let's reset. You've been rambling. Let's be honest. I mean, I know you've been gone a while, but good Lord. Hey, 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 hey. No, um, long, long and short, the show is definitely rough this year. Um, and that's the uh, that's the assessment. Of course, I'll be back next year because it's freaking work. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> All right. So then that goes perfectly to the next part of this is uh, location. I know I mentioned it in my part of New York. Like, you know, two years ago, we had literally the worst, potentially the worst place uh, location in the history of, of shows. And this year was, I felt, a really good spot. And there was a literal huge difference in right in um you know what you get and so a lot of people say too you know new york doesn't matter where you are it's new york yes and no yes and no it does people are going to see you more often than not but it you know if you're in a real crap spot they're going to see you at the end of the day when they're either all spent out or they're done with their impulse buying stuff thoughts questions comments like for me, I sell a heavy breakable item. I don't need to be in those first aisles or the last aisles where you know people are, are shopping because depending on which way you shop the room, you're going to see me first. I need to be somewhere in the middle. Like I'm okay with being towards the back as long as I'm in the middle of the room. And I I, I say that to every promoter that I talk to. Um, it, promoters need to start looking at like, the fact that, hey, you know, this booth sells a product that's like that, or this booth sells a super impulse item that's good at the front of the room, you know, that like, um, um, uh, Joe Gree and, you know, all of his minifigs, right. you know, his booth is, is a great impulse booth to have at the beginning of the room because people see it, they walk in, crowd it. They they hit it immediately, and it ends up, you know, it creates an excitement at the front of the room. People will walk by my booth at the front of the room and go, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. It's so heavy, I'll come back later. Yeah, that's why I think, honestly, I feel like, because we get a lot of that, too, and I feel like if you if you could offer or figure out a way to hold some stuff, I think that that would help. Because we get that, especially with the big canvases, we always tell them, hey, we'll hold these at the end of the day. And it's like, oh, okay, I'll get it then. You know what I mean? So I know it's 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 a little harder for you because you have a lot of the inventory right there behind the booth and you don't have a lot of space. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Um, but no, I mean, lo- location's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a huge deal for multiple reasons. Um, you know, obviously, how customers see you because that back aisle, the, you know, I, I made the comment about the barely seven feet because on Saturday... And on Sunday, actually, I did not have to refill the side of my booth that fills uh, that aisle at all. Yeah, that's a which strange. tells me that people couldn't shop it because one, the aisle was so narrow, and two, you know, they just weren't seeing it because it was back there. Um, and I, I intentionally put three three categories that were like not super popular categories there because i knew it was going to be the case i could just i could tell so um you know location and and how your how your booth is uh is situated on the floor like the orientation whether you're facing the front or you're facing the back is a massive deal and Uh look facing the back you have to have booths that face the back like there's there's no option to not um But definitely, definitely making sure that those aisles are uh, 
are the correct width will help those people in in poorer locations or less yeah. quality locations. And you know, I feel like if if it you know I don't you do you would know this better than I would, but if you're you know you're doing a show and you're setting up and you have to you know shave a couple of feet off, I I would say shave a couple of feet off the people in the front because they have the the more visibility. Well, you know? exactly. Or I don't know. Don't make an aisle in the front of the room fifteen feet. Right. You right. know. You make it. You know. Make them twelve. Because right. let's be honest here. You know, you're going to screw up somewhere else, and you're going to need to get get some footage. Don't take it from the back of the room. Right. Um, and I I will say there are a lot of vendors that I spoke to that were kind of in that back part of the room that had similar results as me. Um, you know, our buddy, buddy Patrick, he, uh, he bought a corner booth and you're going to love this. He bought a uh -oh. corner booth and he got, he got a corner quote unquote, but it's not really a corner. He, he was on the back wall and he had, he had two open sides, but the booth across like the booth that was kind of like across from him was like six feet away. Oh my gosh. So it wasn't really a, uh, a corner. It was a wall booth with two open sides. Like there was no, you know, there was no traffic coming from two ways that could intercept him. Huh. Yeah. So he, uh, I think he, he's got an email in saying, Hey, you know, Thank you for getting me a corner, quote unquote, because I only bought a single. But also, this wasn't really a corner, and I paid the upgrade for it. Um, so <clears throat> definitely, and that definitely adversely affected his business. Um, yeah. You know, but it is what it is. Um, also, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper, but uh, location this year really affected people's cell phone service. Yes. So that I was going to say, that's a perfect segue into this, into this <laughs> next, this next thing. Yeah. So, so I can tell you from, from our side, I don't know how yours was. I mean, I know we had the group chat where people were talking about it. So I have AT&T and I can tell you every show that we do, I've only had to buy um, Wi-Fi at Motor City. The only show I've ever had to buy it, you know, in the, in the, uh, room um i i did have I, I did experience some slowdowns at others but not to the point where it was like oh my gosh i have to buy this you know what i mean so where we were on our side of the room like when you walk in basically the the main front door anything straight ahead and to the left and i guess i would say where the corporate booths are right yeah it seemed to be i don't know how yours was oh ours, mine was great uh, yeah i had zero issue absolutely zero. our our transactions went in you know a second now, when I went to go see Jeremy, who, you know, did the review with us last week, he was over in the 4,000s, just being at his booth, and I would text my daughter at our booth, it wasn't going through, or it would take 30 seconds to go through just a, just a simple text, message, you know, do you need me to come back? You right. Know what I mean, not, not a picture, just, just words. And so I, I was just like, holy crap, that's, that's crazy to think like, I mean, granted, it's a, it's a far walk, but. Why would it be that big of a difference? So I, one of the, one of the other vendors mentioned to me where we were, if you looked up at the ceiling, you know how they have those repeaters, you know, those Wi-Fi repeaters, Yep. they were green on our side of the room on their side, on the far side, you know, the 4,000 area. I mean, I don't know how far over this affected it, but over there, like when I went over after hearing about this, I went over and looked, theirs weren't on. So I, I don't know if that, you know, kind of that, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know if that is a Wi-Fi repeater or what that is, but the person pointed it to me. I looked up and they had the, that box up there. It was green, it went over to the other side and there wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't on. So I wonder, you know, I could be way off. Maybe that was just a, a camera. I have, you know, I have no clue. And it was literally like a white box. Right. So it was just speculation on my point, but 
I, you know, if that's the case, then obviously that's the, that's to me, that's the big reason right there. Yeah. So, um, I, <laughs> I had great Wi-Fi. Um, I was able to catch up on Loki one of the days cause we were that yeah, slow. I, um, I watched, I watched football Sunday, you know, I had my iPad on. <laughs> so, you know, we had the service and I, I hear like a lot of people had issues. Like they were, they were talking about missing sales, Right. Because it was so bad. And there, there's a group chat, and we're going to talk about this. We typically don't talk about stuff that happens in group chats, but I'm going to call it out. I'm not going to call out the, the person that said it, but I, I want to call out people that say things like this. Um, don't accuse a center of blocking cell service unless you have a, a pretty good reasoning behind it. Um, it's illegal to block cell service because of, you know, because of emergency services and have being able to dial out. Um, there are times that it feels like service is getting blocked, you know, especially when it's the same company that, um, you know, hosts the Wi-Fi, um, and all of a sudden you've never had issues in the building and now you do like there's, there's times when it feels like your service is getting blocked, but, to make an accusation that the convention is blocking the service is irresponsible and it's ridiculous. There's a, there's a thread where a vendor basically accused New York Comic Con of blocking Wi-Fi, blocking cell service. And they don't do that. The con doesn't do that. It doesn't like the convention doesn't. So stop, stop making the accusations. Stop acting like you know, because you don't. And that's my soapbox for the day. All right. Well, I guess with that one, we can go ahead and uh... and take a take a quick break. Okay. Uh, but before we take a quick break, I, I wanna I wanna talk about one of our artist friends. Yes. Um, yeah. So I, you guys, we, we typically don't like, we don't talk about, you know, the, the personal lives of, of anybody here, unless it's us, um, and Megan, her loofah, loofah jacket. Um, <laughs> but one, one of our favorite freaking artists, um, Jamie Coker, you, you know, Jamie, um, you know, dude that always wears a basketball jersey doesn't matter if it's freaking nine degrees outside or if it's a <laughs> hundred and nine degrees outside. He's in a basketball jersey. Um, him and his partner Trisha, um, you know, they run Jamie Coker Designs. And a couple weeks ago, um, Jamie fell ill, and it, it wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't was anything that could have been prevented. Crazy, crazy accident happened. What's that? What? Oh, it wasn't COVID, just so everybody... No, 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 no. Um, but he got sick enough that, you know, he could be away from shows for about a year. And this is what Jamie does. Like, this is this is not his side hustle. This is his thing. Um, right now, I know he's, uh, you know, he's at home. He's getting better. Um, and I haven't talked to Trisha. Ryan, you've you've talked to Trisha. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's doing better, right? Oh yeah, no, he's definitely doing better. He's up and around at least. Um, but yeah, and she's, you know, she's the one taking care of him now. So she said she's nurse ratchet. And those who don't know that she's the one that made the uh, made the pins for us. She made the con, yes. the con job, yeah. con job, yeah. and the show is gangbangers. The show is gang um, right. So uh, they they have a GoFundMe going for for Jamie. Um, and you know, look, most of us don't have insurance. Like, let's let's make that, you know, make that perfectly clear. Most of us that do this full time that don't have a, you know, a full-time gig or a significant other that has a full-time gig, um, you know, to, to fall back on as far as insurance goes, we don't have insurance. So, um, they have a GoFundMe going and it's, you know, it, it's help Jamie, uh, oh gosh, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, help Jamie get back to the drawing board. Um, if you go in and search, it's, uh, it's organized by Trisha Sanders, um, Jamie Coker Creations LLC. Um, even if you guys can go there, share it. Um, 
you know, to help them um, get to their goal, that would be fantastic. If you've got 20 bucks to give, that would be uh, that would be fantastic as well, because we we love them. Um, you know, we know we know how hard it can be if, uh, you know, if you can't do what you do for a few minutes. Yeah. So. All right. That's a perfect end to the first part of this pod. And we will uh, I guess you got to take Willie out for a quick walk, right? Uh, Willie always needs to go for a quick walk. Yeah. What are you talking about? Exactly. All right. Well, you go do that. All right. Cool. All right, so you're back. Hope uh, Willie's yep. all, Willie's all drained out. Willie's all pottied out, so that's good. That's good. I hope, I hope um, you uh, picked up his poop. Uh, you know, he didn't. Uh, he didn't need to go. So there's that. Um, it's one of the one of the last days of him being able to uh, to potty outside here at this apartment complex. So moving, moving, moving. All right. So then, uh, yeah, we're gonna get into our next topic. Uh, we can sum it up in one word: square. Um, actually it should probably be uh, a couple words, but square is square is the, the most logical word. Um, this past weekend, it, I don't know if anybody was noticing, um, which is what, what weekend was that? What the, the 20th ish of, uh, of October. Yeah. Um, I think planet anime was going on. Um, Dallas going on, fan yeah. days. It's 20th um, a second weekend, yeah. Yeah, there was there was a few shows going on, but I think it was either Saturday or Sunday that there was a uh, there was a, an email that came from Square that said some Square services are down again, and it was I think it was like you know um, appointments and scheduling and like some of their not oh and their their reporting was down. Um, and it was not affecting transactions, but that's still a big deal. Like this is the second time in a month and a half that square has been at least partially down. Um, and it kind of leads into the next topic of what do you do? So was it, so I'm, I wasn't at a show. My daughter was there. I didn't have it down. Like I know during your the the anime anime town show it was down it was down down yeah like you couldn't even take uh so for us transactions were working but they were just taking well, forever to come up right right when you go into like you look at your like you do a transaction and you go to the you know you open up and say okay let me see my total for the day and this is like an hour like you know half hour later you look and it says zero so you're like wait a minute what's going on what it says it went through. And they were just taking, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to, you know, an hour to actually f refresh and show that it was show it was there when you look at your totals. But they, but they were going through. So I hate to say that it was down. It was just blow. But like, you, you also don't use their scheduling. You don't use like their appointment right, service, right, any right. of that. So, you know, not not a lot of vendors that are listening to this podcast do, but I mean, dude, think about this for a minute. Any stylist that used it, you know, they couldn't access theirs. Um, any anybody, anybody that took appointments couldn't couldn't do their thing. Um, and while that doesn't affect us as vendors, it's still something to talk about because this is again the second time that Square has had issues and barely a month so what do we do like there's another down coming we know it's coming you know I, I, how, do, how do we prep for that someone did mention too in our chat that uh, that square was saying they were going to be down for uh you know maintenance or whatever but i don't think it was the weekend i want to say it was supposed to be during the week at like late well at yeah and it's going to be late at night because are they really going to disrupt uh you know, scheduled maintenance in the middle of the day. Right. Especially on a weekend when I'm sure that's when a lot of their, uh, a lot of their, you know, their change, uh, charges come through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I think as vendors, it's wise for us to, to have a backup, to have some sort of backup, uh, whether it's PayPal whether it's Stripe, whether it's using your, you know, your Shopify, if you've got a website and you can, you know, you can run cards through Shopify, um, you know, or 
maybe Square is now your backup because you've went to a service like Clover or a service that, you know, you get you get your little uh you get you get your iPhone that has a cell phone connection, you pay twenty five bucks a month for it, and you know, they you know, it's like a one percent fee, one point nine percent, something like that. And that's your now that's your primary versus Square is your secondary. Um, you know, maybe it's maybe it's that. But I, I think especially yeah. when we talk about <laughs> what happened later, it's I think you gotta have a backup. Yeah, and there are I mean there are there are alternatives out there. I mean, we all I guess fall into the trap of using what everybody uses. I'd say the vast majority of the people we know use use Square. I mean oh, absolutely. people using PayPal, there's people using Stripe, but um, but yeah, so it's it's definitely good to have a backup. So I agree. I I mean the only, most of it's used have, the only reason we have a backup is because we do the overseas shows and Square doesn't work overseas. It doesn't even work right. in so, but yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, no, I, yes, that's, that was going to be the second thing that I talked about is, you know, if you plan to do any shows out of the country, um, cause even in Canada square doesn't, uh, square square is not supposed to work. Let's, let's leave it at that. Um, so, you know, you need to have another processor that will, will work overseas and Stripe is kind of it for that one. Right. Um, you know, but talking about having a backup, we uh, we have some vendor friends who get a message. I think it was Sunday morning of uh, of New York Comic Con, and it was from their PayPal account saying, "Hey, uh, for no reason at all, we've suspended your account." And like they've had no anything, like they've had no offenses, you know, no questionable charges and chargebacks, like nothing. So they were left with this crazy, what do I do on Sunday of New York Comic Con? I'll tell you right now, 60% of my, of my sales were charges at New York, probably closer to 70. So like, that's a big number to to have to take in cash. So they they were lucky enough; they were able to to reactivate their Square, and they were able to start taking Square charges. But you know, what if they wouldn't have had that backup? Yeah, uh, that's that. You know, when we first the first year we did the Abu Dhabi show, you know, we went over there with Square. I had absolutely no idea that Square was United States only, and I remember that first day. It was the like the worst feeling. Granted, a lot of people in Abu Dhabi thankfully had cash, but uh, you know, if you can't take a credit card transaction, that's you know, for the most part, you're like 60 70 percent of your business or more, yeah. You know, and yeah, like it was such a scary, scary thing. I mean, we were able to get uh Stripe worked out, but we didn't have a reader, I had to manually type in credit cards at the time, so Oof. yeah, so it took a while, and it was not everybody had the card, they wanted to do Apple Pay. Right. You know, we, we were able to work it out. Thank God. But then we got the, the reader for, you know, after that, thank God. But, but still it's like, it's kind of crazy that you don't think about that particular thing whenever you're going to do a show. Like you don't think of how am I going to process cards? You're thinking of how am I going to get my inventory over there? I need to get change in their currency and how am I going to price things? You're not thinking of, Oh, how am I going to take this card? Because you automatically think your card is going to go through just fine. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the moral of this segment is, you know, have a backup because you need one. You never know. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, with that being said, gosh, that was, uh, that was, really easy and quick uh anything you want to add because we're getting ready to take another break no no that's all i got for now i think I all right summed it up pretty well 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 then uh enjoy this uh enjoy this short uh, short segment and we'll be uh back at you here in a few seconds okay we're finally back and uh that time we didn't have to have willie go for the bathroom i needed to go so i feel well you know feel much better so thank you TMI. So let's TMI. 
So it was number one, just to, for those that were really weren't wondering. So I'm sure there's a few out there that were going, hmm, I wonder which one. Keeping score. Keeping score. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so let's get into, we have just a couple more topics here to wrap this one up. We're going to, which one do you want to start with? Um, let, let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the, just the, the rampant inflation of numbers it shows here lately. And when you say that, you mean just like shows going, yeah, we had a hundred thousand people when they really, yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so first, like. First and foremost, there are very few promoters that you're ever going to get an actual number out of. Um, some promoters are very good about being mostly honest about their numbers. Um, some promoters won't give up a number, period. And then some promoters will tell you a number that there's no way it could be true. Um, you know, we've got we've got some. Um, you know, some promoters that track their uh, um, their attendance by number of individual tickets bought. There's some promoters that say, oh, yeah, it's the number of days purchased. So they might have only sold, you know, let's say 12,000 individual tickets, but all 12,000 of those tickets were three-day tickets. Days, right. So they claim 36,000 people as the attendance. Right, right. Um, then there's some promoters, and this is where it gets a little hokey. We'll take the number of badges that they give out. And when I say badges, I mean like they'll say, oh, vendor badge. We have seven vendor badges or five vendor badges for each, you know, each booth, or let's say it's four per 10 by 10. And we have, you know, 300 10 by 10 booths. And the show is three days, so that's twelve hundred attendees right there. Right, right. Uh, you know, and they they add in you know the vendors and the artists and the the cosplayers and all of that as attendees. So, um, so not to uh, play devil's advocate, but the, you know, I am the devil. Um, I, I don't know if I don't know if everyone would necessarily agree because you know, as a vendor, you or I'm sorry, as a promoter you want to make it sound like yours is the best, right? Like it's doing great. So if you have 1,200 people and they're all three days, you're, you, of course, want to say, yeah, we got 3,600 people. You don't want to say 12, right? I mean, whether that's right or wrong is, is debatable. I mean, you did have 3,600 people come through the turnstiles. But it's really, you well, did. it's but really twelve hundred people. So it's kind it's of massively deceptive because they don't. They're they're not a video game player. Literally resets at the end of the day and gets a new bank account with money. That, no, that, I see your I see your point. I, I I'm yeah. just I'm just trying to pay, play it from their standpoint of well, we had this many people come through, so this is what this is what it was. But that's the thing. Like you might have had that many people come through, like that many turnstile hits, but you didn't have that many people. You still had twelve hundred people, like twelve hundred individual people right. walk through the doors. And I think that that's where like a lot of promoters are getting carried away with that. Like, oh, you know, we had this many, blah, 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 blah. No. And you know what? However they report it is whatever. Some of these shows are basing their you know, their, uh, what are they, what's it called? Their, their booth pricing, uh, you know, on what well, we had 45,000 people our second year. No, you, you had 20,000 people. Right. You just, you know, you had a lot of two and three day badges. Like it, it's one of those type of things. Um, you know, and we're, we're seeing promoters getting, wild with you know first and second year show pricing and that whole like that overinflated attendance is you know is kind of fueling those prices those prices i mean there's there's a promoter that's known for giving out a ton of tickets to their shows in the first year and you know they they charge they charge top tier level 
prices for their shows because they claim, oh, well, you know, our first year we had 25,000 people. Yeah, but you also put 10,000 tickets in the newspaper and whatnot for freebies. So you count those whether they were redeemed or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all, all that being said, end of the day, you can't trust the promoter to give you the, you know, the the real deal. Um, talk to the people that were there. You know, if there was a lot of people at the show, they're going to tell you, yeah, the show was packed. Yeah. If there wasn't a lot of people, they're going to be like, ah, really? The promoter's saying 10,000? And honestly, uh-huh. one of the best ways to find out is just to listen to con job, just throwing it out. I mean, you know, if we were at the show, um, yeah. I, I will say, you know, there I'm not going to name the name of the show because I still need to to get a couple more people to verify. But there was a show this weekend and uh, this past weekend in the middle of nowhere, middle of nowhere that I'd never heard of before Monday. They had over 10,000 people show up. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I never saw promotion for this thing. I never saw anything. How did this many people show up to this show? Right. And apparently it's just because the area. So, I mean, good for them. I, like I said, uh, before I say anything about it, I want to verify. Um, but yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy if that actually was a thing. I mean, good for them. If they had 10,000 people show up, but I'm going to verify and just make sure. Um, right. And then we'll kind of talk about it. Um, you know, they were kind of, it kind of came out of nowhere. So good for them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, heck, if a show's getting that many people, I'm a little upset that I'm, I didn't go to it. <laughs> I'm a little upset that I didn't even know about it. Right, right, right. That too. But all right. So, so, yeah, so we don't like, we don't like people lying about their numbers. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And look, be, you know, be aware just because a promoter tells you that they got 15,000 people their first year doesn't necessarily mean they got 15,000 people their first year. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So with that being said, what's, uh, what's next on the docket? So we want to talk about our good friend, Johnny theft. <laughs> Man, it's been a rough year. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Um, luckily, we haven't. I've not experienced it, um, but I know I was at a booth at New York where it happened, literally while I was at the booth. So I don't want to give the person's name because I don't know one. I don't know if he was out there, but yeah, it was. Uh, you know, he was freaking out. There was a lot of quiche. Yeah, um, and you, New York. There was definitely also, some some rampant theft. We know of the big one. Uh, we do, and we're we're not going to talk about it. We're going to bring that person on because um, they want to talk about New York. But I think we'll uh, we'll kind of get into it. Um, you know, let's let's kind of back up earlier in the year. Um, and actually, I'm going to back up to la- I think it was last year. Uh, maybe it was the year before at New York. Um, one of the fudge people. You know, had their money money till stolen. Oh, uh, uh, coast the coastal fudge, whatever it's called. Yeah, it's it's one of the two. Yeah. Um I can I, I can never remember which one they are, but I know who they are. Right. Um, it's the husband and wife team. Um, yep, they were right you know, across from us in New York. I, they usually they had multiple booths, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Across. Um, you know, a couple years back, last year, whatever it was, you know, they they had their money till stolen from one of their 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 higher volume booths. Um. You know, or, or I think at Dragon this year, um, you know, friend of the show, Brittany, had uh, had, had her money bag taken from uh, from behind her booth. Um, you know, uh, the uh, pop culture soda shop, uh, Jesse and Alex, um, they were at Supercon. And after the show, people stole stuff from their booth. Uh, they took their wagon and a bunch of other stuff. Oh I know that we talked about it on the pod. you you remember that because they, uh, I'm just thinking about like, if we, you know, if you, if you're just there and everything's done, it's like, wait a minute, now this is gone. Like what the hell? Yeah. Um, you know, who, who else did we have? Um, you know, the two big thefts at New York, 
that we heard about. That's not saying that there's, you know, there's not other stuff that we haven't heard about. And it's not, not as much merchandise as it is, you know, money. Um, but man, it's, you know, it's been a little bit of everything this year. I think, uh, what was it? It was earlier this year. I think it was a Megacon. I, uh, I had something stolen off the booth as well. So, I mean, we've all had it happen. I think the thing that we need to talk about though is the, you know, the, the money thing, right? Like that's okay. the, that's the big thing that we want to talk about. I go, go ahead and, and kind of lead with your thoughts. Cause I, 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 it, it, it pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down. To. That's my thought. It's like, I mean, any, any place you're at, you're always open to it. There's always somebody somewhere that's always looking to just, you know, I used to keep, we used to keep our money like the cash. I used to literally put a stack of cash right behind the prints that are sitting up on the table. Right. And I never thought, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm a blue belt in jujitsu. I'll whoop anyone's ass. Well, that's not the point. It's not like someone's just going to come and take it. They're going to wait until you're not looking and you know, they're crafty. I mean, that's the whole point of being a thief is you got to be good at what exactly. Do. So it's just, you know, and then Meg just kept telling me, she's like, you can't leave it there. So then I started putting it under the table. I'd put like a box down and put the money on the table and anywhere, you know, unless you're backed up to like, people can see it from some angle at your booth, they can see it down there. So what happens is people inevitably are going to like go around and look for, Oh, I can see this guy's money. In. And, and if it's under the table, they just have to reach from underneath the front. It's even easier. They can just duck down. Oh, I'm just tying my shoe, reach down, reach through the tablecloth and grab it. And again, I never thought anything of it. And then it was like, Meg was like, no, we got to stop this. So I, you know, I have that, that, uh, that crossbody bag that I wear. Um, and I just keep all the money in there now. And it's like, you don't have to worry about it. You don't think twice. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about being on right. guard and all that. And so it's like, to me, anyone who has a cash box, I, oh, actually you have a cash box. I do not have a cash box. Never? You've never had a cash box? I uh, a long time ago okay. I did, but I do not anymore. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that is like target number one. hundred percent. Yeah. They see that and like, oh, I know what's in there. It's not like you're putting your, just your phone in there. <laughs> you know, you're not putting receipts in there. So those are like targets big time. But yeah, yeah. it's like, if you have, you wear a fanny pack, wear a purse, wear the, you know, the, I have the crossbody bag. Um, you don't want to spend as much as I did on mine. Cause you'll, it's not good, but, um, <laughs> um, but they're, you know, they're perfect. It, it, just keep the money on your person, keep it in your pocket. You know, worst case, don't put it on the floor. Don't put it on the table. Don't put it anywhere around that it's out because it's going to, you just open yourself up to theft. So I, and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of add a little caveat to that. Like for me, I, because of how my booth is set up currently, you know, I've got the glasses that go up to about four feet tall. Um, you know, I've got the shelves and there's no access from the front to like, to where, um, you know, where you can get to my money unless you crawl underneath my table, like literally crawl underneath the table. Right. Which is harder and, in yours. Cause you have boxes in the way. There's usually one. Exactly. Where they have to guess right. <laughs> well, and, and, and they got to get typically, all through and in. Exactly. Well, and typically wherever I keep my cash, I keep boxes blocking the the access to that area. Right. Um, so like for me, it's a little different and vendors that have like similar setups where they, you know, they don't have a lot of access. Um, they don't have a lot of access from anywhere. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit easier for them. So, you know, I, I'm changing up the the booth display for higher volume shows next year, and that's going to open me up to having to do some different things for you know for cash processing. Um, you know, so I think we're going to end up either with fanny packs, or we're going to end up with uh, um, with some sort of like crossbody bag. Um, probably not a lockbox unless that lockbox is secured to the. Uh, um, you know, secured to the, the cash wrap area, right. Um, so that nobody can get to it or get into it, um, or at least snatch it snatch it. Um, and they'll be really disappointed if they do, uh, or if they try. Um, but you know, even, 
and I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there, you know, people have reached through and grabbed money bags through the, you know, the back of artist alley uh, or artist, um, artist booths. Um, you know, something that you gotta, you gotta protect yourself against too. And I harp on this. There are certain people in my friend circle that refuse to take their backpack with them when they leave their booth after the show's closed. uh, Drives me batshit crazy. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I have my backpack that I bring, but all I keep in my backpack after I get to the show is like chargers charging cables i have one of every the charging cables that we could ever use so yeah. everything else is on my person at that point see and i like if i'm leaving the booth any time after the show floor has closed my backpack oh, is 100 percent. but sometimes i get there a little early believe it or not and i'll put my backpack at the booth and walk around but i'll if i have my ipads in my hand you know all the right. ashes with me but yeah yeah, that's, you know, that's one thing because, you know, we, we've all heard about the, uh, you know, the big, the big theft that happened at New York. Right. Um, and if you haven't, you're going to hear about it. Um, you know, um, vendor, the long and the short was, you know, a vendor walked around, went back to their booth after they'd collected cash from the other booths and, you know, had, had cash in their backpack, set their backpack down at the booth, took their eyes off of it for a couple seconds. They were 15 minutes away and somebody snatched it. Um, And And uh, it's not even that it was a backpack. It's what was in the backpack. It's what was in it. Exactly. Um, You know, and I'm, we're going to, we're going to get a hold of that vendor um, because they had actually already told us that they wanted to come on and talk about New York. This was before the uh, the backpacks incident so i'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about um but you know figuring out a way to secure that money you guys i'll tell you right now i have a lockbox that's hidden in my van um that is bolted to so if, the you have, if does that mean that one-eyed willie hid the back hid the treasure that's uh, no the Goonies reference. In case it is a Goonies reference. Um, no, he he has not hid the treasure. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, sorry. He's he's so excited today because he got a new uh, he got a new ball. So ah, I thought he, he was excited. He heard my voice again, which uh, I no. laugh when I come to your booth and you're like, Ryan, stop it. No, you, it's because you guys, Ryan will fire Willie up if he's in his crate <laughs> taking a nap. Ryan will be like, Willie, where are you, buddy? Hey, it's Uncle Ryan. And he'll start talking to him and he'll start whining. And then he leaves just like every <laughs> uncle does, fires the children up and then gets out of Dodge. It is the best. It's <laughs> oh, it's rage inducing. Uh, um, but guys, you know, it, like I like I just said for the, uh, you know, for the um, for your cash. You know, you could easily, you know, create a spot in your vehicle where you, you know, where you do the, the, the locking up of your, of your cash. Um, that way, you know, it's in there, it's in a spot that nobody's going to look for it. And, you know, now you can go and do your thing or figure out a way to secure your money. Um, you know, I've had, I've heard horror stories of vendors, who you know brought cash to a show with them and it was hidden in boxes but somebody ended up stealing those boxes and like they they targeted the boxes it's it's crazy because i remember when this happened it was like five thousand dollars in cash because they had just done a couple of shows hadn't been home to do a deposit like kind of wild like i can't imagine losing that kind of money due to theft that's frustrating just thinking about it. it makes you want to yeah cry. yeah so i mean end of the day i think what we're what we're telling you guys is be aware you know as times as as the economy worsens or at least slows down and people you know don't have as much expendable income what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing more of this theft happen at shows um you know, people are going to, going to work in teams and they're going to watch the vendors that are doing well. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to be one of those things where we really have to to take some steps back and, 
and make sure we protect ourselves and, you know, protect our, our, our friends, you know, our, our fellow vendors. Cause it's not, uh, if it doesn't happen to you, it's probably going to happen to one of your friends. Correct. You know, and just, just this year, I mean, we, we know one, two, three, four people that have had, you know, had, uh, had money stolen from them. Not include, not, that's not including products. So, right, right, right. Yeah. And it's, ugh, it's going to happen. So like, you know, the, the best thing we could tell you is keep the money on your person. Yep. That's the safest thing you could ever do. And but the second that you leave that, that convention center, you guys take off your badges. Oh, when that's another when, outside. That's true. Yeah. When people were like, if somebody is, is going to be that person and they see that you're an exhibitor, they're going to automatically assume that you've got money. Um, you know, that you made, you made $20,000 today. Um, like, and they're going to, they're going to look for it. Um, that's the, one of the, the key things that I tell people all the time. I'm like, take off your badge, take off your badge. The best thing, um, the best thing you can do for that is keep your badge on, but start taking jujitsu lessons. Uh, no, no, I, I love it. I, I, I want a challenge in the streets, you know? I want to. I, I, I just want somebody to to whip your ass real quick, and <laughs> you'd be like, "Yeah, I lost a fight." No, no, it's not going to happen. Three time gold medalist. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll show you. I'll show you the picture. Three time gold medals. One time, didn't you only fight one guy? Wasn't no, there only one two. person on the second? Oh, no, the last one there was only one person on the stand because the bronze guy didn't show up to get his medal. He was so mad he didn't come back. Well, there I was been three. Mad. I would have been thought... mad too if you would have beat me up. So oh, I destroyed him. It was funny. <laughs> he, was, he was so mad. Like when I got mount on him, he was like you could hear him. He's like, "Damn it!" And I just laughed and I choked him. So it didn't matter. But <laughs> see, that just sounds terribly violent. Yeah, um, it was great. It was great. He was uh, he was very happy. But they no, don't he, care about jujitsu. They don't care about jujitsu. And then he lost the last match, and he didn't even show up to get his to get his medal. <sighs> That's really sad. Yeah. Like, hey, but at least I, you got a medal, dude. You lost twice, and you still got a medal. <laughs> I broke his will, as I like to think. Jesus. Um. <laughs> so. Oh, what else do we have to get off this topic of uh, Ryan wrestling with people in his pajamas? Um, I think that's it. That's it. All right. Um, You know, again, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, Jamie Coker, you know, we talked about him at the, uh, the beginning of the show. Um, You know, if you can, um, you know, help, uh, you know, check out that, that GoFundMe um, and, if you can donate, share, do whatever you can. Share um, it. Share it. You know, can't yeah. hurt in front of more people because you know there's inevitably people. I'll be like, ah, whatever. I'll give you five bucks. You know, anything, yeah. anything better than nothing. So, and he, and, and anybody knows Jamie loves him. He's literally exactly the nicest guy. He's way nicer than you or I. Oh, hundred percent. Which not saying much, but and his wife is obviously very nice as well. Well, yeah, she loves Willie, and she makes us uh, gangbanger yeah. buttons. Exactly. So. Um, no, you guys, if you can though, you know, share, you know, if you've got a couple of bucks to, to spare, um, you know, help them out because I, I can't imagine one of us being in that same situation, you know, can you imagine if I didn't have anything for Meg to spend? Uh, I mean, well, <laughs> you'd be single. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All right. Oh, so uh, can we, can we, can we pause a moment? I gotta, I gotta talk about this too. Oh, um, boy. I don't know if anybody outside of our our chat group saw, but can you describe Meg's what was it Saturday outfit at New York Comic Con? The loofah? Yeah, her Seth Rollins jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I the Seth Rollins one kills me. I just wanted I just wanted to put my you know, conduct the music. Uh, it's it's Meg freaking Rollins. I'm telling you. Yes. So yeah, it was uh, it was uh, I don't know what it was. I bought that jacket for her as a. She wanted it a long time ago, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to get it. I was like, this is perfect for her because, you know, stuff she wears. And, yeah, it, it literally – if you had a piece of rope hanging from the top back of it, you'd think it was just a, like a, a Halloween costume of a loofah. So, it, was, it, it definitely – it looked like uh, – yeah, it, it definitely did. That's the second that I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, it's a loofah. Yeah, like I said, I should for Halloween. She could wear that, and I could wear like a shirt that just is like uh, axe so- body. 
<laughs> and we could just be a shower. <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of funny. So I, yeah, if you guys watch wrestling, um, think of Seth Rollins. If you haven't seen this, uh, this jacket, think of Seth Rollins and like, just think of him in a yellow loofah. And what was, that's, the, what was the latest pay-per-view called? Uh, Abu Dhabi, I know that. Uh, it wasn't Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, it was, I can't remember. Well, whatever. But they, I was going to say, have people Google Seth Rollins jacket from that. Oh my gosh. It's, it's perfect. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, just Google anyway, they've already, they've already turned us off now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's you guys it. we'll uh, we'll be back, um, with, uh, with some really good interviews. We've got planet anime coming up. Um, we're going to do some reviews on some stuff that we've missed. Um, we're going to do uh, another review with another vendor of New York and yeah. Yes. Yeah. We got to dock it. We got to dock yeah, it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Unlike, uh, you know, well, <laughs> our former president has a docket too, but we won't talk about that. Well, he'll be back. in. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, stop it. Apparently. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. All, All right. right. Talk to you guys later. See ya.